What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome to the CHO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guy, Big Dave. Bam! B-A-W-L Sports. We got Steven filling in on the production controls for Joey today. Joey on his way to uh, night two of our CHGO Bears draft party. Night one was a rousing success. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, d- Dave, did you go last night? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Absolutely. Did Did you see Io? Yeah, absolutely. Io, uh, his father, the rest of the siblings, they were all there. Uh, they were very excited to see me. Uh, I was very excited to see them. And it was it was a lot of fun. We just hung out, uh, talked a lot, uh, laughed a lot. Um, yeah, it was it was really, really cool, man. Like just a lot of people out there. You just you, you never know who you're touching and, you know, who's liking what you're doing. And mm-hmm. then when you get out there and you see all these people who really do enjoy what you do. And yeah, it was, it was just real fun. And you were definitely asked about from a few people. They were like, when, where's Matt? When, when's he coming? Is Matt coming tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, he should he should be there tomorrow for sure. Um, yeah. But but it was a, it was a whole lot of fun, man. I, I can't can't lie to you. It was a whole awesome. lot of fun. I dude, I I can't lie. I got FOMO. Like mm-hmm. Jake sent me uh, and Will a text being like, hey, I own his dad showed up. And I was like, ah, damn it. Because <laughs> I made the decision to go tonight instead of last night so as soon as we wrap up this show i'm gonna head down to joe's on weed and get the, yeah. the full experience of the csgo bears draft party on night two but I'm, I'm sorry i missed it but uh yeah it, it looked a lot like a lot of fun last night looked like a great yeah. turnout i'm looking forward to uh to experiencing that tonight but hey, first go let's have ourselves a fun friday shall we yeah, um let me let me throw out this though this is this is in line with fun friday uh, Steven, Steven, you can come back on here if you would like, sir. Cause dude, when I saw Steven yesterday and I looked at him, all I did was look at him at, and mm-hmm. he looked, he gave me that, he stared right back at me. All he did was just stare at me and I was just started laughing. He was like, you know, I'm looking at you, right? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at you, right? He <laughs> went on right before the show started, guys. Amy Butler, he did it again. Talk your stuff, sir. Like I said, I ain't hit. Hey, I'm not here to rain on no parades. Please talk your trash, talk your mess about your boy Jimmy Butler. I mean, sir. the first team to ever win a playing team to win a playoff game, playoff series. Here we are. I mean, he they're looking so good, guys. And Jimmy Butler is Amy Butler. Fifty six. He follows it up with forty two, ninety eight points in a two game span, and. Man, and he didn't really have any support there. Mm, he did. He had to carry that team. You're right. Yeah. He definitely carried him, man. And he won. I, I mean, you, wow. you lose your guard with a broken hand, and it's just like, yes. all right. Some, yes. That should have that been the series right there. Yeah. Even in game five, like, bam fouls out, and yeah. Kyle Lowry fouls out, and it didn't matter. Jimmy Butler just wouldn't let them lose, man. Shout, shout out to him. He did his thing. I know you were very happy, sir. Uh, extremely happy. I had to bust out the jersey just for the. I haven't worn this thing in years, but let's put on the Bulls Jimmy Butler shirt today. <laughs> That's what you missed, man. Do you, do you have a Jimmy Heat jersey? I do. A jersey. I have a jersey, and I have the Timberwolves one as well. The only one I'm missing is the 76ers one, which is either way too expensive yeah. or uh, he was he was barely there. Yeah, it was what half a season. Yeah, but yeah it's yeah. the one I'm missing. Okay, All right. I want the right comment here. Jimmy Butler. As a <laughs> shout out, Eli. As a lifelong member of the Jimmy Buckets fan club, I'm happy for you, Steven. Hey, thank um, you. This is my we, moment we today. Sorry, guys. Get to, 
all of our thoughts on the wild way in which that Bucks Heat series ended uh, yeah. a lot quicker than I think most people would have thought, unless it was the other way around. Uh, and more thoughts on what's going on in these NBA playoffs on our fun Friday. But before that, we're kicking off on Friday with, that's right, Random Bulls Generator. Let's do it. Ooh. Let's do you, this. You, man. you bring one for me today, Dave? <laughs> I got, I got one for you. I got one for you. I, I'll go first on this one. Steven, you can you can toss me up first, man. Put me into the generator, sir. Pull that lever on down. Mm. And let's see who face pops up right oh there. Okay. Oh, look at immediate that. first glance, I thought that was just Derrick Rose with an extra one on his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, this person, I will give you the background on him. I'll give you the background on him. Okay. He's from the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. Uh, went to Seton Hall for all four years, uh, was there in the year 2000, uh, came out in 2004. He was undrafted. He plays point guard. He played for one, two, three, four, five, six NBA teams. And he played for the Bulls in 2006 to the 2007 season. But he played six games. He got in and he played six games for the Bulls. But after that, he went to the Bakersfield Jam, the Austin Toros, finished up with the Clippers, also played overseas. His career went from 2004 to 2017, playing basketball in the NBA, in the G League, and playing internationally, sir. That is who that young man is. Shout out to him. So any idea, any hey, clue of wait, who this wait, person could be? Did you say which year specifically he was with the Bulls? Yes, 2006. The 2006-2007 season, he was with the Chicago Bulls, and then the Bulls waived him. uh, That's Because I want to say that Lindsey Hunter had a brief cameo with the Bulls, or number 11, but that didn't look like Lindsey Hunter. It's definitely not Lindsey Hunter, but you're right. Lindsey definitely was here. Ah. He was um, definitely here. Steve, put that picture back up one more time. Let Let me get another look at this. Give him one more. Give him one more look. Ah. Go and take a look at him. I'm getting, I'm getting the only other name I can think of from that era. I'm getting, is it, is it something Barrett? Is it something? You're close. Is it, uh, and, uh, and, and Andy, Andy Barrett. Is that right? You're close. See, Jelly has it in the comments. Yes, you're close, Matt. You're very close. Andre, Andre Barrett. Correct, sir. Correct. Ah! Right there. There it is. Andre Barrett, sir, out there doing his thing. I just love the fact that he loves basketball enough to play that long and play on that many teams and play every single place that he could actually play the game of basketball undrafted. And that's what I like about this. He was undrafted, man. He couldn't stop. He kept going. But, yes, he played for the Bulls. He was here, sir, representing. Man. Uh, Alex in the comments said by jersey number, it looks like Ronnie Brewer. I have no idea. Ronnie also rocked number 11, didn't he? Did. he while he was here? He did. He definitely Chicago's rocked number finest 11. finest brew? The, oh, oh, wow. Well, you took me back when you said that. Yeah, Stacy. Yeah. That, was, that was one of my favorite Stacyisms back in the day. <laughs> Everybody always yeah. loves giving the hot sauce and too big, too strong, too fast, too good. But mm-hmm. on a rare occasion when Ronnie Brewer made a play that got Stacy excited, Ooh, Chicago's finest brew. He was all he was all arms and arms and legs was Ronnie Brewer, man. He was yeah. all arms and legs. That, I mean, that is Barrett. that is impressive though that Andre Barrett made a, a 
journeyman career that long. Correct. After going undrafted. Like, that is. Seriously, man. That's a long time to play. And he did his thing. So, shout out to him, man. And age is the only reason he stopped. (laughs) Wait, so if if he was 06, was he on that Bulls, that baby Bulls team that went to the playoffs? He was on, he was on the team. Yes, he was. He played uh, six games, like I said, with the Bulls. He didn't average a lot, like, you know, just like one point a game, you know, for that thing. But he, oh, he so was there. Six, six, six games total. Six games total. Okay. So, with the so did, did not play for them in the playoffs. The, the no, he Bulls didn't play. No. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, absolutely okay. not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was just, like, it, it wouldn't have been as deeply buried in the back of my brain if I remember yeah. him getting playoff minutes, which I did not. <laughs> Absolutely not. He did not get playoff minutes. No, there's no way. Shout out to him, but there's no way he was gonna get playoff minutes, man, on that baby Bulls team. But they they did sweep the Heat. Yeah, they did sweep the Heat. So yeah, he's a part of that. Stupid Heat. Um. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go. Uh. My turn. This one. Um. Is a oh look at Steven pulling up his uh Andre Barrett's playoff resume inactive, 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 <laughs> inactive, inactive. <laughs> hey man, you ain't had to do a b like that. You ain't had to do it like that. You ain't had to do that man that way. Well, Even if it's uh, inactive, he has that many <laughs> playoff appearances on his basketball reference page. You gotta respect that at the very least. Come guys, on, I know Joey know. always does the show. Do you usually give each other guys that only played six games? Like, I, I saw Andre Barrett. Like, I've watched all those games back on. I'm like, who is this guy? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Even when I saw the name, I'm like, that's still a made-up name. That's you guys why it's called it. Random <laughs> Bulls Generator. Exactly. It's random, not, not made up. guys who played <laughs> even close to 82, even o- if only one season. It's like, no, they probably were a, on a, a Bulls roster for half right. a season Correct. And played like 15 games. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So that's right. TV is the slander, the slander of young Barrett, sir. How dare you, Steven? Oh, that's terrible. That's that Jimmy Butler in him. It's <laughs> just attacking him. It's attacking him, dog. <laughs> Everybody who has any like ounce of Jimmy Butler energy in them has extra doses just oozing out over the last oh, yes. few days. Oh, yes. And no right, question about and it. And right so. Rightfully so. Definitely deserve it. Rightfully so. Absolutely right. Get it out. Let it ooze out of you, sir. Let it ooze out, Steven. The man wanted to win. People on the team didn't like that. He pushed him a little too hard, and he got it shipped out of town for it. That's how I remember it going down. That is. That's how you remember it? Oh, okay. I remember it going down. That's, that's, that's one way to rewrite that chapter of Bulls history, I suppose. Boy, the revisionist, boy. It's well, amazing. you know, history is, history is written by the winners, and Jimmy Butler just won a series, so that's how I'm going to remember I'm about to say, it. I don't know why he's writing in. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not get crazy I, I, out here. I don't I don't necessarily think that history written by the winners is the be all end all. I mean yeah. there there are some people in certain parts of the flyover middle America and South who refer to it as the war of northerly aggression. Um <laughs> you you won't find that in many history books, but Oh my god. <laughs> What's that? The war of northern <laughs> It's something wrong with him, man. It's the wrong with him. <laughs> it really is. It's all they're right, not, though. They're not right, but they still talk about it that way. This is true. They're not right, but they it's still like talk about it. Some people can talk about the Jimmy Butler era ending in a way that's 
not accurate, but makes them happy. You know, the fact that your comparison to Jimmy Butler was the <laughs> Civil War <laughs> it says a lot about you there, sir. <laughs> the divided Bulls Nation. What else do you call it? <laughs> oh, Fridays. <laughs> oh, Friday. Oh, man. Late April Fridays with the Bulls uh, out of the playoffs. Yo, look at the joy. <laughs> Shout out to you and your boy, D-Wade. Mm. I'm happy for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, oh Honestly, boy. though, real quick before we move to my random Bulls generator, uh, for real shout out to D Wade. Okay. I don't know if you saw that story that came through earlier this week, I but did. he spoke out it. about how he's like moving his family out of the state of Florida, yeah. where they have been for all these years based in Miami. I, because Florida politics are an absolute trash can, and <laughs> especially the way that the politics of that state view the the rights of the LGBTQ, and you know he has. Uh, a daughter who is trans, and he has been so supportive and open about it, just like, uh, you know, his wife and co-parenter, Gabriel Union. And the fact that D-Wade was just like, F this state. Y'all are going backwards, and I'm not going to be here for that, and I'm not going to let my kids be here for that and be persecuted yeah. in any way that's not fair to them. Good on him for that. I, I've yeah. always respected the father that Dwayne Wade is. I, you okay. know, his, his basketball career is an, a completely different thing, and I can uh -huh. compartmentalize that. But I, I loved seeing that from him when, when he went uh, and spoke about that openly recently. Good for him. Yeah, good for him, man. Moving out of a place that, you know, he owns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It says a right. lot. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely and right. And you and I had a conversation recently about how both of us have some extended family that live down in Florida and that we need yes. to, you know, extricate them out of there. And <laughs> well, that then, was you. <laughs> that was you, sir, trying to put me, like, you know what I'm saying, put no, and then, this shovel. And then we could just carpet bomb the entire state of Florida and let it sink into the Atlantic Ocean. If there oh, any, man. any Bulls fans out there, Bulls Nation listening or watching along who live in Florida, A, I'm sorry. B, you should probably fix that and not live in Florida. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to all y'all, man. <laughs> Don't listen to Matt. Shout out to you, man. Y'all be safe, though, out there. Y'all be yeah. safe. Uh, man safe. Eater Pug saying rare D Wade W. Yes, it was. It was a rare D Wade W. He's got a lot. Uh, I'm just telling you, <laughs> he's got a lot. Got a lot of W's. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's go to RBG Part Two. All right. Now this this guy is definitely more prominent as far as his NBA career. Okay. He played a lot of games, a lot of seasons, played for a lot of different teams. His mm -hmm. Bulls tenure was short, very short, so okay. much so that I forgot it existed. Okay. All right. Let's see who this is. Steven, whenever you're ready. Hmm. Okay. Huh. And it's hard to tell with the way that it's cropped, but I will give you the first hint that that is number 35 that he is wearing. Number 35. Okay. He it's wild because he looked like he could have played in the 90s or 2000s. Oh. Uh, well, he played from 1990 to 2003. <laughs> so you are you are correct about that. To 2000 and when? 2003 was his final wow. year. 13 years? Like in the league, 13 years? In the league, 13 years. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. So he was a great teammate, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously. Um, definitely a big man. Definitely a forward, looks like. 
Mm. So does he have a ring? Uh, to my knowledge, he does not. Okay. However, go ahead. Came came close. So he was on that '94 squad then. If he came close, if we're talking Bulls, if if we're talking Bulls. Oh yeah, I did. I like. I thought you were talking about in his NBA career. Did he win a ring? No, came close. Um, not necessarily with the Bulls. Okay. All right. What years was he here? On the Bulls? Yes. 94, 95. Okay. So the the non-title sandwiched uh, okay. mid-dynasty year. One of the All two. All right. So I was right on that part. You I, were right on that part. He was right on that part. 94, 95. Uh, looks like Scott Close Williams. Close he got to a chip was after that, ha- after ha- having left the Bulls. Close he got was after having left the Bulls. So – Either play for Orlando or Utah or no Houston won. Huh. Interesting. I don't know, man. I don't know who that is. You named 35. the team. Number 35. Utah. He was Utah. on those Utah teams that played the Bulls in the finals in consecutive Wait. years. Wait, that's not Greg Foster, is it? It is Greg Foster. <laughs> oh, snap. It's Greg Foster. It's Greg Foster. Wow. Greg Foster. Yeah. Wow. What a, I don't I didn't recognize without the goatee. Right. Yeah. I didn't either. And that's wow. one of like three pictures that exist on the internet of Greg Foster in a Bulls jersey. Because wow. they signed him uh like leading up to training camp in ninety in the fall of ninety-four. Right. And he was waived by December. Right. <laughs> he, he I think he played like 17 games. Yeah. 17 games. So here's a Greg Foster fact. Greg Foster owns a car uh uh dealership in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> yes, of he, course does. he does. Greg of Foster course runs, he does. at least when I was down there. Around that time, like 2006 and stuff like that. He had his own car. Because I remember I would see it, and I see that name, and then I saw like, yo, that's Greg Foster. I know Greg Foster. He who? Wow. Shout out to him for having that. Shout out Greg Foster. Uh, Played in all six games against the Bulls in the 97 finals. He sure did. And played all six games against the Bulls in the 98 finals as well. He sure did, man. Absolutely, he did. Greg Foster. Wow. I I, I had wow. a memory in my brain from childhood NBA 90s Bulls dynasty years of what Greg Foster looked like, and I found that picture of him online, and I was like, that does not look <laughs> at all like Greg Foster. That is not Greg Foster, man. Like, it's about the goatee with him. That's how yes. I always remember him. That it, is the that. identifying characteristic. That is mm-hmm. the feature. And I believe wow. he was number 43 on Utah. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I, th- I think you're right. He, yeah, I definitely remember Greg Foster. He wasn't. Terrible. I hated him. I hated him. You why'd you hate him? Why'd, oh, because of Utah. Because of Utah. Every oh, time okay. he checked in, I was like, oh man, I hope Dennis just cold cocks that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't terrible. Like he really wasn't a terrible player. That's why he lasted so long. Yeah, he wasn't a horrible basketball player. But I mean, he wasn't gonna score all the points and stuff. But he did the dirty work kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Get the rebound I mean, and box out, and you know, yeah, you can do that stuff. Thirteen seasons, man. 
13 wow. seasons. Shout out to him, man. Shout out for doing that. And then parlay oh, in that. Right. 44. 44. 44. 44. Okay. Because okay. I, I thought Antoine Carr was 44, but maybe I, I miss Because remember, Antoine Carr was yes. on the jazz I think team, he, too. Wait, was Antoine 55? Maybe. I think he might have been 55. Antoine Carr. Wow. Right? <laughs> man dude yeah the generator this is what it brings up the generator will bring up these kind of thoughts you're right 55 he was 55 okay. right Antoine on, Carr, 55 yeah um yeah. all right watch a lot of them games another delightfully fun round of random bulls generator yeah um we will do some throughout the off season break and then we'll come back and dive into jimmy bucket's greatness and all the other fun things going on in the NBA playoffs. Uh, who do we have first in our friends and sponsors, Dave? We've got, of course, what people love to do the most. Two things. Watch TV, save money. Mm-hmm. You like doing those two things. That's amazing. I'm going to go do one of those two things as soon as this is over. Hopefully I'll do that. And I'm going to do it like you should be doing it, y'all. And that's with Fubo TV. 140 plus live channels of sports shows movies and news got you covered from any angle you want it you can stream live tv from any device that you got phone laptop ipad surface it don't matter stream it watch it have some fun start watching immediately for a seven day free trial they give you seven days of free to try it out no contract, no cable, no hassle. All you got to do is sign up and sit down and enjoy it. That's it. You don't have nothing else to do. Plus, when you're watching something and you're just like, oh, man, that's dope. I need to record that because I want to watch it later because I'm going to get up off my couch and actually go make some food and then come sit back down. But I don't want to miss nothing. A thousand hours of that cloud DVR. And they get that to you at no extra charge, y'all. No extra charge you're getting this stuff. and. All these events, you know, the NFL draft is going on. It's going on right now. That NHL draft is coming up on ESPN. Of course, the NHL and the NBA playoffs are going on. And, of course, if you want to watch that baseball, you got the Marquee Network. You got NBC Sports Chicago where you can check out your Chicago Cubs. It's on. (laughs) Use the link in the description to sign up. For 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. So you get a week for free, and then you get a whole month 15% off. You can't beat this kind of deal right here, y'all, because it's Fubo TV. Turn it on. Sit it down. Enjoy. Today's episode of CHGO Bull is also brought to you by our friends at Goose Island, Chicago's beer since 1988. Beer. One of my favorites to drink in the summertime is the Goose IPA, a six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style, citrus aroma, and a bold hop finish. Plus, the new line of a variety of beer hugs in that pale ale family, including the Tropical Beer Hug, the Imperial IPA at 9.9%. Drink Mm. one of those, you're good to go! Dangerously delicious. Plus, the new full pocket pills for all of you Pilsner fans out there. The everyday beer, and it's what brewers are drinking. Grab yourself an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown, just down the road from our CHGO studios. 
Goose Isle Beer Company. It's Chicago's beer. And it's also partnering with us for what was a rousingly successful night one for our CHGO Bears draft party. Joe's on Weed Street. And again tonight, night two. If you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to do tonight, Friday night? Don't have any plans yet? If you live in the Chicago area, the surrounding suburbs, you can still get tickets on our Eventbrite site on our all CHO website right now. Get yourself a ticket. Come drink. Come hang out with Bears fans and watch rounds two and three of the draft sponsored by our friends at Goose Island. Oh, yes. Matt, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Goose Island, to for to say it, you know, I wish I had a bigger word for it, but they they replenish the cupboards <laughs> at the CHGO studios, sir. I don't think you understand. Steven, I know you've seen it. I I, I saw well, they, they have replenished. I didn't that. see it, but I, I did get a text from Jake asking if I could pick okay. up 15 to 20 cases of beer with Chris. 15 <laughs> to 20. Listen. Oh, so, I'm looking forward to getting in the office. Hey man, it's a lot of variety. I'll say that. And I saw a picture from from Cody of stuff, and he was like, and Jake was like, Yeah, that's the stuff. It was sitting in front of the Mountain Dew machine. And he was like, Oh, yeah, that's the stuff we couldn't fit into the cabinets. <laughs> I was like, What? I was like, dude, replenish. Wait, shout out Goose was, Island. Was, why why are we were remote all those right beers now? Let's there, go over there. Were, were all those beers there when we were in studio on Wednesday? No, no. Oh, okay. No, they weren't. Okay. No, they weren't. I feel like I, just... I was like, I feel like I would have noticed if there were piles of yeah. cases of Goose Island yeah. that were not previously in our studio. No, well, you would have saw it. That bro. makes me excited for next yeah. week when we get back to studio. I hope they're not oh, all yeah. gone by then. Oh, they won't be. You'll you'll be okay. <laughs> you'll be all right. Uh mm. all right. Let, let's uh let's let's talk playoffs, shall we? Let's playoffs. start. With the unthinkable, I don't know how many different things had to go right for Miami and how many uh-huh. things simultaneously had to go wrong for the Bucks for this series to be heat in five. But I feel like it's a very long list. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Dave, but the first thing that I want to get your thoughts on is the thing sure. that I took away from this series the most, which is I think Mike Budenholzer is done. Mm. Like done, done, done. And just to throw a quick, you know, somewhat Bulls-related tangent in there, for all the complaining that a huge population of Bulls fans just do about Billy, no adjustments, Donovan, Mm -hmm. Mike Bodenholzer just got his ass spanked by Spolstra in that series. Yeah. You you could point to a dozen different head-scratching, inexplicable, inexcusable mistakes from Bodenholzer Spanning games four and five alone, by the way, in which both of those games, the Bucks had a lead numbering somewhere in the teens in the second half or even fourth quarter and watched both of those evaporate. Actually, both fourth quarter. They were up 14 with like six and a half to go in game four. They were up 16 with 10 minutes and change to go in game five. Mm-hmm. And Mike Budenholzer was like, how can I perfectly F up? All of this to ensure a loss instead of a win. I, w- w- were you as confused about that? Well, not maybe confused, but like in disbelief of how badly Budenholzer handled those last two losses. I wasn't surprised to be real with you. Um, I've never liked Budenholzer, if I'm being candid. <laughs> I never thought he could coach. I've never been a big fan of his, man. Of course, he got the ring 
And so that's what bought him his time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I get that. Like, he got a ring that bought him time and a ring nobody thought that they were going to get. Everybody had kind of had Phoenix, you know, ushered in, yeah, except me. I, I didn't pick Phoenix. I had the Bucks. Yeah, me too. Me too. I had, I had the Bucks. Um, <laughs> because they had Giannis. And I just like, I don't, yep. I don't know what you have for that. <laughs> and obviously the answer was nothing. Um, I never thought he was great. I, there were years. I, I wish I could remember the year when they went out, when they went out in the playoffs. I think they got swept and I was like, fire this man immediately. And I was like, get him out. And I would just yell about it on, on my podcast about how this dude cannot coach because he can't make adjustments. And I'm talking simple ones that mm-hmm. you're supposed to make. He, he, he did not make he them. He barely, he barely sent any team. He was the only one cooking. How do you not double Jimmy? You get the ball out of his hands. Dude, listen, to, look, in 2015, Boone Hoser, they 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 got they lost four straight to Cleveland, and they, that was when they got swept. 2016, four straight to Cleveland when they got swept. 2019, four straight to Toronto in six. Remember, they won the first two, and Toronto got their ass out of there mm-hmm. four straight. 2020, mm-hmm. you know, lost three straight to Miami in five. And 2023, lost three straight to Miami in five. Boone and the adjustments were baffling. One, the last play after Jimmy, you know, I think it was when Jimmy did the tip and they still had a timeout and they didn't yeah. take the timeout and time they, on the clock. They inbound the ball. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And after now, the game, the timeout and, was like, yeah, we, uh, we really needed a timeout there. And it's like, well, you're the coach and you had one and you didn't call it. You got one. You got also, one right there. You are the coach. Maybe Jimmy doesn't make doing? that ridiculously spectacular falling down tip in if he doesn't take Brooke Lopez off the floor. That's the other thing I was going to get into. Was... Yes, Matt. <laughs> yes. Yes, he took Lopez. Brooke Lopez off the floor. Seven foot tall Brooke Lopez. Because when that play happened, I was like, first I didn't like Giannis being on the inbounder, but I understood it because he's huge. I get it. He's He's huge. But I'm like, I'd rather get a, another dude out there and get the, I don't know, defensive player of the year winner out there actually guarding someone. That's just my thing. You got other tall people who can do that. But to not have Lopez out there and it's like, you know what? I'm going to go with Connington. You know, you know I'm going to go with that. I'm going with Pat Connington. Dumb, 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 dumb decision. And then, Matt, he's got Jay Crowder on his team they traded about five second round picks for jay crowder five. in like a three or 14 team trade and he played he had dnp after dnp after dnp and crowder came i was like i've never experienced anything like this he's like look at my resume how don't i play i sat out in phoenix so i could get where i wanted to be to play i'm like cool i'm here and now you're not going to play me? Oh, man, we could really use some defense. Well, guess who does that? Well, man, Jimmy Butler's really struggling against Drew Holiday. How about you put him up against a dude who went to college with him? How about you put him up against that dude who has that kind of skill and talent? And then I got to listen to Giannis say, I wish I had an opportunity to guard him, but the coach didn't want to do it that way. One, that's Giannis' fault, too, because he's supposed to say, Coach, I got him on that part mm-hmm. but two the fact that even throwing Budenholzer out there like that lets you know Budenholzer no 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 he should be fired 
tomorrow. Like, I would have let him go as soon as that buzzer sounded, would have been packing his bags and telling him, thanks for thanks for all your help. Good luck in your future endeavors. Absolutely terrible job. Terrible. I, I saw somebody in the comments earlier mentioning that, you know, Giannis was afraid to touch the ball late fourth quarter OT because of, you know, the fact that he was having a terrible night at the free throw line. Yes, uh, Albert I in the that. comments. Said, and I, yeah, because I think he ended like 10 of 23 from the free throw line. Yeah. If Giannis, if Giannis hits, you know, 50% of the free throws he misses, the Bucks win this game in regulation. Yeah, um, but again, it's like, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. Like, it nearly cost the Bucks a turnover. Uh, yeah. When he was like, you know, after that jump ball, Giannis was like playing hot potato with the ball. And he's your MVP. He's the league's MVP. It's wild. Yeah. But then we get to the greatest part. And then we can move on to Giannis' postgame comments. Okay. Your season is on the line. You are the odds-on championship favorites and pretty much back. have been all season long. I'm going to sit back for this one. <laughs> You're on your home floor. You coughed up a huge lead in game four to put yourself in this situation. You've now let this game go to overtime when it should have been done in regulation. And your last possession of the season is a scatterbrained, euro-stepping Grayson Allen who doesn't see a clean look at a three when he first gets the ball. Because obviously, you know, hey, if Grayson's open and has a clean look at three, you take that three and maybe you win. End of end of overtime, keep yourself alive, move on to game six. He puts the ball on the floor, tries to dribble through the entire heat defense, and doesn't even realize that there is three, two, one. Oops. End of game. Didn't even get a shot off. Did not get a shot off. How how does Budenholzer let that happen? How like obviously as a gigantic Grayson Allen hater, that brought me a lot of joy. And it was funny to watch Grayson fail. And it was satisfying to watch Grayson <laughs> fail. But he's not 100% to blame. He's only like, I don't know, 80 or 85% to blame because you still could have called a timeout and reset something up with the seconds you had remaining. How do you just let your season end with, well, I hope this Grayson Allen Euro step floater works out. Oh, it didn't because the clock ran to zero. It is both mind-boggling and so deliciously satisfying to me that that is the way the Bucks season ended. How? How is it Grayson Allen has the ball in his hands as the clock hits zero and you don't get a shot off? Oh, man. I, I thought of I you I love it so much! <laughs> I thought of you immediately, man. I thought of you immediately. Immediately when I saw it, I was like, Matt is going to have a field day. He would look at it like, oh my God, a field day Delicious. with this. Just tasty, tasty morsels handed to him, dog. Oh my God. I, I laughed so hard. It was so funny. And it, it didn't make sense. Like, I got the pump fake, but then he makes the move inside where he's basically free throw line extended. And I'm like, take the shot. It's right there. It was wide open. Nope. <laughs> Let me make one more move and hit him with this Euro. <laughs> and then goes up and misses everything. <laughs> like, and I was like, that's how you end? That's how it goes down? Oh, my God. It was, it was hilariously bad. It was a terrible play. 
you know, Steven, I, I just sent you uh, um, Matt Peck's tweet right after that occurred, sir. If you get some time, go ahead and put that up. If you get some time, Stephen, go ahead and put. I want people to see this. Which one? Because I I sent two <laughs> tweets making know, fun I know. of Grayson Allen. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. I know. But I, I sent the one that made me smile the most, and I'll send that one. That's the one I'll I'll send. But I knew it when it happened that there was no one who was going to go lose his mind more than one Matthew Peck. Look at this man. <laughs> Look at this joy. Look at the joy on this man's face right here. Yeah. Uh, play the, no, don't play, play the music. music. I don't want to be getting drunk. Don't play the music. Don't play the music. Don't play the music. But, dude, just look at him. Just look at him. <laughs> look at him, dog. Look at this man, dog. Oh, take a sip. What are you drinking there, man? Yeah. What, what are we sipping on? Uh, that's, uh, that's a scotch and soda with a little twist. <laughs> With the mix with some Grace and Allen tears. Oh goodness gracious! Look at him, uh, Look how yeah, satisfied uh, he is. Good call on not playing the audio, so we don't get flagged for copyright and taken down. But Correct. I was listening. Thank to you, Three Big Little Dave. Birds. Sorry for cutting I, you off. But that's a good was, call. Uh, I was you. listening <laughs> to Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about a thing. Every mm-hmm. little thing is gonna be all right. <laughs> and just oh, loving my life. God, I was so happy. <laughs> it definitely showed, man. Like, yes, Jelly, the definition of smug. <laughs> and and I, I, like how, I like how old Buckner says, hat firmly in place. Oh. Yes. Yes, hat firmly hat in place. Anywhere. Um, <laughs> he was so happy. Okay. Then we get to the Giannis postgame uh, interview. Yeah. And I guess I, I didn't know. Who uh, notice who it was. I think he called the reporter Eric, um, yeah. who I guess asked him the same question when the Bucks season came to a uh, short end last season, not okay. as dramatically uh, first round losing five to a play-in team uh, like it did this year, but Giannis took uh, some sort of offense uh, or certainly was frustrated by the question as a repeat question about whether or not the season was a failure and Giannis had a lot to say on it. And one of the things that he did say was that Michael Jordan played 15 years and won six championships. The other nine years were a failure. That's what you're telling me. It's the wrong question. There's no failure. Mm. Mm. What What did you think about that, Dave? Um, You know, I, I think that his whole comment should be studied. In like schools and things, I think people should listen to this when they're down about something in their life, like kids, adults, whatever, should be listening to this stuff. Because I, I I I agree with his sentiment, I do, and his feeling about how he says it. But no, bro, there is such thing <laughs> as failing, and and such thing as as failure. And I don't think it means you're a failure of a person, of a human being. But when you fall short of a goal that you have set up and accomplished, especially when you're the number one team in the entire conference and you don't just lose, but you get gentlemen swept up out of there, that's that you, you failed. You failed to reach your goal. You know what I'm saying? You failed to get there. That doesn't make you a terrible person. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it bad. And that's what the beauty of sports is. You get to try again. You know, you're like, okay, it didn't work out. We'll come back again. 
how many times, Matt, did Michael Jordan, and that's funny he said Jordan, because I'm like, the first thing pops in your head is the Jordan clip of Mike saying I failed over and over and over. Jordan quote about failure. Yes. I fail and I fail and I fail and I fail over and over, and that is why I succeed. It's like a whole quote, a whole commercial about it. And and listing his his times he came up short. Like, this is yeah, that's a part of it. Kobe Bryant. I remember I just recently watched a clip of him where the reporter said basically the same question. But he said, Kobe, you won MVP this year and you led your team to the finals. Uh, how do you know how do you categorize this season? And Kobe said, We didn't win, so we failed. <laughs> like it was that simple, dog. Like, I don't want to redefine things in this. It's okay to fail. I'm not saying mm-hmm. You know, you're a failure of a human being, but it's okay to fail because you're human. You come up short on goals and things like that. But I, I you can't redefine it in this one, man. Like, it's right. definitely fair. It I, I think a lot of the sentiment of what Giannis was trying to express rings true and is a good outlook to have. Yes. The only part of it that was inaccurate is that he seems to be debating the definition of failure and whether or not this was one. When, as you said, I mean, this this was a failure. It's okay that it was a failure because right. Giannis will come back and he will try right. again. Um, you know, ever tried, ever failed. No matter, try again, fail again, fail better. But to, to highlight MJ in the six rings, 15 years, in many of those where they came up short, you know, going to war with the bad boy Pistons over and over again or, or getting beaten by burn the 86 Celtics one of the greatest NBA teams of history like they were building towards something and kept coming up short and then getting a little closer but still coming up short and those were failures building to something it's not like the Bucks are defending champs coming into this but they were a one seed that looked like the best team in the league all season long they were the odds on favorites to win the championship and they lost to an eighth seed that had to make their way through a play-in loss and then a play-in win to get to the playoffs. And they lost to them in five as a one seed. I don't think you can call that anything other than a failure, given the expectations. I, I completely agree with you. And, and Stephen, can you can you put up the, the second part of that quote? Because I just wanted people to see that more of it what he says you know there's no failure in sports there's good days and bad days so days you are able to be successful some days you you are not some days it's your turn some days it's not your turn that's what sports is all about you don't always win so other people are going to win simple as that i feel all of that you know and, he, and it was much longer quote you know what i mean but I, I feel all of that it's not about that. Like, I always feel like failures are lessons, you know what I mean? And they can become testimonies from when you do your thing, when you reach a certain level. That's that's kind of a good thing, you know what I mean? But it's okay to say, okay, we failed. We came up short. We didn't get it. Even saying come up short is just another way of saying you failed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, the, I guess right. it's just we're getting caught up on semantics and wordplay of it. You know what I mean? How they want to look at it and say it. Matt, when you were in school and you got an F, the F was for failure. Like, you know, like that's what it was. It's okay. Even even some people, I went to a school where they gave you U's. They didn't give you F's. They gave you U's. And U's meant unsatisfactory. And a U was still a F. Because <laughs> it still yeah. meant you failed. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what letter you call. You could have called it a Z. 
you still been, you still you still failed. You you're not passing. That's what yeah. that means. You're not passing, dog. You failed. So I don't I think I always feel like failure is a thing, Matt, that happens when you stay there. You know what I mean? After you lose it, but you wallow in it and you stay there and you're not trying to get out of it and get better and do things like that. That's where it become a complete failure, just personally, you know what I'm saying, for yourself. But mm-hmm. getting knocked down seven times and getting up eight is what it's about, like Dwayne Wade says it all the time. It's okay to come up short. It's okay to fail. It's okay to do those things, man. But all you do is you get back up and you try again and you go for it again, man. And you learn from that lesson. You're like, okay, this didn't work. This didn't work. Boot and hose is an idiot. Okay, we won't deal with that no right. more. Let's recramp this and do this and come back and try again, man. That's all we're saying. That's all it is, bro. Yeah. But yes, and, and it is failing. Giannis being as well liked as he is across the league by media and by players, by you know, whoever, it's it, some people took like such offense to these comments like oh come on like he's this soft like yeah you failed you failed you gotta call it whereas i'm like i, I think he yeah like you said semantics wise you're like you're a little bit off a lot of what you said is is wonderful encouraging words that should yeah. be heard uh by everybody regardless of whether they're a professional athlete or whatever they do in their life as far as success compared to failure having those things he was on the money on a lot of it and i think Giannis has so much goodwill around the league that this this will just be a blip oh yeah We'll probably look back on it fondly, but yeah, if if your booting holes are this is like no, this is a failure and it's largely on you. And like you, you might get a second chance somewhere else or your next chance somewhere else. But the person who failure is not Giannis, who was playing hurt, who missed one and two thirds of the losses that they took in this series because of his bad back. Giannis is going to get to try again. Yes, booting holes are does not deserve another chance to try again in Milwaukee after not. that series. My God. He does not. Like, he does not, dude, man. Spo pantsed him in front of the whole gym <laughs> class. Oh, my God. Dude, even Eric Spolstra came out. I can't remember who said it. I think it was Kyle Lowry. It was like, dude, when they didn't take the time out, he was like, wait a minute, they didn't take a time out? Like, for real? Like, even he was puzzled about what was going on, dog. So, if you're puzzling a dude who was like, we think is a great coach and you're not doing the simple stuff, you, you, I mean, you can't coach my team. I don't know how the you, Bucks Nation feels, but you can't coach my squad. He was one tiny step away from the Boylan, I thought we had five players on the floor, but actually we only have four. Like, that, that I was expecting to see. Oh, oh, Lord. When you start bringing up those names, then you're, you're not in good company. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in good company, man. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's... Let's uh, let's take our second break, then we'll come back to wrap up with a few thoughts about the other series going around in the NBA playoffs. Big Dave! Oh, the Rays, y'all. Because they never understood. They just ain't get it. They said, why do you have to spend all this money on some sunglasses where you can ride with us and get them premium, premium polarized shades and save you some money? You can look fly for an affordable price. Shady Rays is your sunglasses place for all of that. Independent sunglasses company that offers that world-class product that is just as good as any expensive pair that you have ever put on your wonderful face. Those durable frames, those extremely clear optics, those premium polarized shades that are perfect for your outdoor. And as Matt always shows you, 
Indoor Adventures. Plus, they have got the Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replacements plan. Let's say, swing, he's mad. Or let's say he's happy because Grayson Allen has failed and he's just tossing stuff out because he's just ecstatic. Well, guess what? If he breaks those glasses, he can send them back to Shady Rays for free and he'll get a brand new pair. Also, if you just don't like the glasses that you got from Shady Rays, you get there and they didn't look like what you thought they were. You can send those back for free within 30 days and get yourself a different pair, y'all. Shady Rays has got your back. There's no risk when you shop. They got your back. So exclusively for all you awesome listeners out there, Shady Rays is giving their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off of two plus pairs of polarized premium shades. Try it for yourself because you know 250,000 people have given it a five-star rating and you will be the next one to do that because it's Shady Rays. Well, the Rays are oh so shady. We need to come up with a synonym for shades that starts with a P so you can really hammer home that last part of the alliteration. <laughs> Premium pairs of polarized. And then we need a P word that means sunglasses. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Today's episode of CHGO Bulls also brought to you by our friends at ComEd. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right, Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Here's how it works. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Then, within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business, whether it be selling sunglasses or delicious beers, whatever your business is, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comad.com slash powering biz. That's B-I-Z biz. Big Dave, would you like that website one more time? I want to hear that one more time, Matthew Peck, please. That website again is comad.com slash powering biz. Schedule your appointment today. Today! Not tomorrow. Not the day after tomorrow. Mm. Not next week. Mm -mm. Today. Right now. (laughs) Uh, All right, Dave. uh, Where where do you want to touch on uh, across the NBA playoffs as far as what's been happening recently? Uh, Let's start Warriors and Kings. The Warriors finally won on the road. (laughs) Finally won on the road. Yes. This is, again, this is why I thought that uh, game five that the Kings had to win that game. This is exactly why, because you that pressure when it's on, you know who shows up in in game sixes is Clay Thompson. <laughs> That's what he does, and he did that. He showed up and did his thing. Uh, he balled out, man. He played great. Um, yeah, they just played great, man. And I'm sure the injury 
has something to do with De'Aaron Fox, you know, being a little off, but he started off really hot. He's, mm-hmm. He really did. He started off really well, but they had too many lulls in their offense, not enough from Malik Monk. Um, and Harrison Barnes is looking like the Warriors' Harrison Barnes in the finals right now, man. He is just missing everything wide open, but they still got a shot. It's not going to be easy at all, but they still got a shot, man. I would not be surprised if the Kings find a way to win this game tonight and force a game seven back in Sacramento. Every, it seems like everybody is feeling that, okay, well now that the Warriors got that crucial game five to go up three, two chance to close at home in game six, the Warriors are great at home. And as you mentioned, De'Aaron Fox bothering for at least like you said, I think like in the Fox not able to knock down shots when they needed him to. Um, let's right. see, what did he finish? He finished nine of twenty-five, and I think like mm. it was it was like it was like one for ten, you know, down the stretch or something like that. I mm-hmm. commend De'Aaron Fox for, for playing through this injury. Um, you could tell he's tough as nails. You could tell this entire Kings team, as young and inexperienced as they are, are fighting like hell. Like they haven't really yeah. given the Warriors any of the Warriors' three wins. Like they've been close. True. And even when the Warriors are playing at their best, the Kings are just, you know, for 47 minutes and 30 seconds. Like, it's just like one play here or there in each of these Warriors wins. Yeah. So I, I think that the, the Kings can can find a way to win this one uh, and bring it back for a, a game seven. And I'm also talking myself into that because that's what I want. I don't want to watch yes. one more Kings Warriors game. I want to watch two more Kings Warriors yes. games. Yes. After game one, that's exactly what I put out on Twitter. Dear NBA, seven games of this. Thank you. Sincerely, everyone. <laughs> like yeah. Everybody wants seven of this. I, I agree. I agree. And it's funny, you know, people are talking about the Kings just kind of playing with house money because even though they were a top seed and have home court in this first round, people weren't really expecting them to win. And look, and, and I picked the Warriors. I sure. like until that championship pedigree and that championship core is dismantled, I cannot pick against them. Right. Like it doesn't matter what the series is. I picked them, even though I was like, I haven't seen them win a road game since like 2021. I still picked them to win the series because I thought that championship experience could get them one road win and that if necessary, they could win three games at home. Um, But I I just, you know, at this point, I don't have a rooting interest. I just want to be entertained. And we've been entertained. (laughs) You're absolutely right, man. Bring me the entertainment. The other game six that we got on deck Lakers Grizzlies. Lakers, I think a lot of people maybe just sort of once the Lakers went up three one and you know Jaws playing hurt a little bit and mm-hmm. people are start starting to talk more about Dylan Brooks and his you know various beefs with players with the media whatever people kind of just like I think took at least one eye off of this series and assumed that the Lakers were just going to roll right on. Yeah. It was a hell of a fight back from the from the Grizz to to force this game six, Dave. Without a doubt, uh, like you said, they had their backs against the wall and. I'm not sure the Lakers came in cocky. I'm not saying that, but like you said, people around them, a lot of fans came in like, oh, this is a wrap. Like, it's time to go home. Let's set it up. Jaws hurt. Brooks is trash. Let's go home. We're done. And no, like, John Moran is a goon, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's still trying to jump over everyone. And again, can we please get rid of that charge foul right underneath the basket, man? Like until something really tragic happens to somebody, because when LeBron mm-hmm. slid underneath him and got that charge, man, that was man. Look, that could have been disastrous, bro. They really got to do something about that call. But they have an opportunity. Desmond Bain 
is I think Devin Bain is going to find his way. I really do think Dylan Brooks is going to have a good game. I think he's due for a good game. He has not been good at any game so uh-uh. far. I, I think he's due for a game against the Lakers. And I think it comes in a very villainous kind of way in L.A. Like, it's interesting that you, you know, Dylan Brooks is, you know, making all this noise. But the reason, theoretically, that he's out there playing heavy minutes is to check LeBron. Right. Um, and and from what I could tell, uh, what I watched of that, you know, Lakers-Grizz game, I think LeBron kind of saw the Lakers getting off to a bit of a sluggish start. He himself did not have a great start to his night shooting the ball. I think he finished, like, 1 of 11 from downtown and, like, 5 of 19 overall. Like, <laughs> right. I, I think LeBron was like, eh, well, okay, whatever. I'm old and exhausted. We'll we'll just go win this in LA in game right. six. And and that, right. that I, I think it, like I think there's evidence of LeBron kind of, you know, trying to feel out certain playoff games and being like, is this a do or die actual win or go home game? No. Then I'm gonna save myself for what is a win or go home game. There's a lot of um, evidence of that. Yeah. Right. So, like, if, like, to me, the Lakers have to treat game six like it's a game seven because they do oh. not want to. If you let the Grizzlies tie this up 3 3 and then go back to Memphis, yeah. which, by the way, that's like, you know, like game six off day game seven in less than 48 hours, mm-hmm. you got to fly all the way back to Memphis for a game seven. The Lakers do not want that. Absolutely no. do not want that. Absolutely not. And it, the longer it goes, the better it is for Memphis because it allows Ja to continue to heal and continue to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want that, man. Attack it now while you can. And they're going to find their shot because, they, again, they have been shooting terribly from three. They're not a great mm-hmm. three-point shooting team, but they're not the Bulls. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're a better shooting team than that. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. Y'all, I agree with you, Matt. They better wrap this up. It, I mean, and, and the Brooks element of it is, is interesting because his minutes have been shrinking as the series has gone on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the, they're they're sending Tillman out there to to guard LeBron for long stretches. And if, you know, if Dylan Brooks, who's a very streaky shooter and who's not been shooting well in the playoffs, if he can't knock down a shot and you also aren't asking him to be your primary LeBron defender, then, like, yeah. why, why is he on the floor? Yeah, like, indeed. It, 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 he didn't. He didn't play uh, yeah. like practically at all in the second half yeah. of that, you know, Grizzlies win to to yeah. keep the series alive. I'm, I'm very curious to see, uh, you know, what Jenkins does with those minutes in game six. Yeah, um, it'll be fun. Which is tonight. We, we didn't even have time to get to the fact that we have Heat Knicks as a semifinal oh. in the East. We've got Celtics Yuck. Sixers, a series that everybody's been looking forward to for months now. Let's probably dive into that on Monday uh, yeah. as we kick off our, our fresh uh, set of shows next week because there are so many talking points there. I can't believe it. Tibbs versus Jimmy. Oh, my God. In the second round of the playoffs. Nobody thought both of those teams would be there at all. It's at amazing. All. I'm Which, speaking of, our episode <laughs> yesterday, in case you missed it, our guys Will the Goat and Mark K had a chat mm-hmm. with the legendary Bulls beat reporter. And Mark K's former feud partner and now BFF, Joe Callie of the Sun-Times. Uh, Check that episode out. Give it a listen if you haven't yet. Um, oh, my heart. <laughs> so happy. Doesn't that just make I'm you so smile? Happy. I'm just so happy. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's it for the week. Thanks, everybody. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out if you're watching along on YouTube or watching the replay you on really. YouTube. And uh, have a wonderful weekend. I'm going to head down to Joe's on weed in a minute here and go hang out with our fellow Bears fans. Grab yourself a last second ticket. You want to come too. 
Big yeah. Dave, have a wonderful weekend, sir. Um, too, my friend. And uh, Stephen, thanks for uh, hopping on, producing for us today. Always a pleasure to see you, even if you're wearing a Jimmy Butler jersey. Uh, ah. Enjoy basking in it if while you can. Be. While you glow. can. Never taking it off. <laughs> Never taking it off. Never. <laughs> the G stands for guts, y'all. Never doubting Shut Jimmy up. ever again. I'm. I have been converted. I am. I'm a born again buckets guy. Well, oh I found God. what I'm clipping from this show. There it is. <laughs> that makes Have a great fun. weekend, Bulls Nation. We will be back talking to y'all on Monday. For Stephen, Big Dave, our crew at THGO, see Red be good. Peace.